Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday evening to declare a national emergency or not. Do you support President Trump declaring this a national emergency or not? That's the subject of tonight's Point of View. An absolutely just epic, epic press conference again today from President Trump. I think he's in his element when he does these kind of things. You can tell he enjoys the banter back and forth with the media. We want to get to some of those sound bites and then break down the situation that took place earlier today. So here's President Trump from the Rose Garden at the White House declaring a national emergency at the southern border. So I'm going to be signing a national emergency. We're talking about an invasion of our country with drugs, with human traffickers, with all types of criminals and gangs. We want to have a safe country. I ran on a very simple slogan, make America great again. If you're going to have drugs pouring across the border, if you're going to have human traffickers pouring across the border in areas where we have no protection, in areas where we don't have a barrier, then very hard to make America great again. Is it a national emergency, in your opinion, when you think about the human trafficking that takes place across our southern border? You look at the situation with the drugs. Let me remind you, we've talked about this before in the past year. We lost 70,000, 70,000 Americans to overdoses just last year alone. That number surpasses the entire number of casualties in the entire Vietnam War. I think most would agree that the Vietnam War was an emergency. Is the situation with the drug overdoses an emergency situation as well? And does it help to put a wall at the southern border? We'll talk more about that in a few moments because, remember, many people are coming out and saying, hey, Chris, 90% of the drugs that are caught at the southern border, they're caught at the port of entries. Well, that's the one that we know of mainly. Those are the drugs that we know that we are catching predominantly. And President Trump said, look, if you think they're only catching drugs and human traffickers at points of entry, then you're not so bright. Here's what President Trump said. Them tied up in the back seat of a car or a truck or a van, they open the door, they look. They can't see three women with tape in their mouth or three women whose hands are tied. They go through areas where you have no wall. Everybody knows that. Nancy knows it. Chuck knows it. They all know it. It's all a big lie. It's a big con game. Woo, he's breaking out into a big con game and a big lie to what's happening. Because you've got to look at some of the things that have been taking place in the past is why have they not done this sooner? Meaning build a wall or have more security at our southern border. We're not going to get all that information tonight, but you got to at least think about it from that perspective. One of the big reasons President Trump is declaring this national emergency is because of what's happening with the drug situation and obviously very specifically with the heroin and fentanyl scenario. He did touch upon today as well, talked about the China trade deal a little bit, what's happening with President Xi Jinping. And he mentioned something very interesting. He said, look, guys, one of the most powerful things that's going to come out of this trade deal, he hopes, is the fact that now China is classifying fentanyl in a much different way. It is now a crime in China if you're going to go out and deal fentanyl. So President Trump here goes back and, and walks us through a conversation he had with President Xi about, hey, do you have a problem with drugs in China? Think about it. They've got 1.4 billion, 1.4 billion people in China 
So President Trump addresses that with President Xi, but I want you to listen to the end of his comment here, because as you know, if you pay attention in our community much, we know that we've got the uh, Blue Ribbon Committee right here in the Fargo-Moorhead area. Here's what President Trump said about that earlier today. No, we don't have a drug problem. I said, why? Death penalty. We give death penalty to people that sell drugs. End of problem. What do we do? We set up a blue ribbon committees. Lovely men and women. They sit around a table, they have lunch, they eat, they dine, and they waste a lot of time. There he is, banging on the blue ribbon committees that have been taking place across the country. Now, is that fair? Not necessarily right here in our community. In Cass County, we have seen a decrease in the overdose with heroin, uh, overdose deaths, I should say, due to heroin and fentanyl. The flip side of that, those we are seeing an increase, at least in the usage uh, of alcohol, meth, other drugs right now in our community. So is there a balance going on there? Has the, has the blue ribbon committee in our community had some effectiveness? I think that you could make that argument. But the other side of the coin is this. Do you agree with President Trump or what he's alluding to there? Should drug dealers get the death penalty? Look at El Chapo. He's going to be now put in prison for the rest of his life. And guess who gets to pay for that? That would be you and I, the taxpayer. We know El Chapo. Bad hombre. Bad hombre, as President Trump would say. Now our tax dollars are going to give this guy three square meals a day and a place to lay his head. The reason I started off tonight's show seeing another epic press conference present with President Trump in the Rose Garden is because of the way that he, I would say, dances, banters with the press people there. I'm going to share with you one specific example again with fake news CNN Jim Acosta. Let me just ask you this. What do you say to your critics who say that you are creating a national emergency, that you're concocting a national emergency here in order to get your wall because I, I you couldn't get it through other moms, ways? What do you think? You think I'm creating something? Ask these incredible women who lost their daughters and their sons, okay? Because your question is a very political question because you have an agenda. You're CNN. You're fake news. You have an agenda. Uh, the numbers that you gave are wrong. Take a look at our federal prison population. See how many of them, percentage-wise, are illegal aliens. Just see. Go ahead and see. It's a fake question. Yes, go ahead. Two things I want to get there quickly. About 20% of our prison population, at least in the federal prison population, is illegal aliens. So again, you and I are paying to give three square and housing to illegal aliens in our prison population. But the thing I love about that clip, the thing that just made me go, thank goodness President Trump is a fighter, is you get this you know, question from Jim Acosta. Hey, are you drumming this thing up? Is this fake news about being a national emergency? He goes, I've got, I've got angel moms here. If you're not familiar with that term, an angel mom is someone who's lost their son or a family member to an illegal alien. He's got them sitting there right in the front row going, why don't you ask them, Jim? There's no real true national coverage about these angel families that are losing loved ones to illegal aliens. And we talk so much about family separation, or the Democrats do at least, about, I can't believe you're going to separate families in this country. Well, it's temporary. That's the law that the Obama administration had in place, remember, for 20 days. They can only be together for 20 days. These angel parents, these angel moms are losing their kids forever and still does not get fair coverage over 
the airwaves. So do you, one, agree with President Trump that he should declare a national emergency at our southern border? Many people are saying this is a very slippery slope because guess what? There's going to be a Democrat president one day that may now say, you know, climate change or gun violence in America is also a national emergency. My second question for you is, do you see what's happening at the southern border, an invasion, an invasion of our country? I want to bring a very special guest on with us tonight, Cindy Gomez-Shemp. She's got a KPP-FM radio station, some phenomenal shows she's been doing on Facebook. And I want to bring her with us tonight because she's been talking to a lot of people at the border. She's a Mexican-American. She sees this situation from a very unique perspective. So she is joining us via Skype. So Cindy, we really, really appreciate the time, the insight. And I guess I wanna start with where I left with our audience there. Do you see what's happening at our Southern border as an invasion of our nation? Look, Chris, I don't, I believe that this, there's a lot of manufactured outrage over the president's declaration of the emergency to fund the border wall. And I say that because my entire life, both Democrats and Republicans have been building this wall and funding the expansion of immigration authorities, including ICE. So why suddenly do we have any surprise or outrage on the Democrat side that the president is doing this? And I, I don't know what qualifies in the eyes of the law as a national emergency. I'm sure that there are going to be a lot of arguments about that over the next months. But what I do know is that Alfonso Guerrero Ulloa, the leader of the caravan, who went to the U.S. Embassy and asked in Tijuana for $50,000 per person, he's a terrorist with a history of trafficking guerrilla soldiers' weapons and drugs through refugee camps. And recently, his partner, the head of Pueblo Sin Fronteras, which um, Americans have been urging for people to donate to and support, they denounced in press releases that one of their members, Carlos David Cueva Ramirez, was deported from Mexico for human trafficking. Now, I believe that the average migrant, documented or not, does not pose any more threat than your average American citizen. Those feelings for me have never changed. However, these caravans, the phenomenon we're seeing right now, is not normal. I can't stress that enough. This current situation was not organic. The majority of these people in the caravan will not qualify for asylum and will have to be deported. And in many cases, they're eligible to migrate even through Mexico because they have criminal backgrounds. So while the majority of the caravan are not criminals, there is a, a contingent of them, about 30%, according to my Mexican sources, who are trafficking tons of cocaine, fentanyl, and methamphetamine, as well as human trafficking, including children. I want to get to that in a moment because I know you've had some fascinating conversations with people that are actually down there on the border doing the reporting, so we'll, we'll table that for a second. But I want to get to the piece where you mentioned, hey, Chris, these caravans are not normal. My question to you is because I look at the immigration laws, that seems to be the big mishap to me. I mean, you put one little pinky toe, one little toe on U.S. soil, and you can claim asylum does a border wall declaring a, a national emergency building a border wall is that going to make a difference is that going to do anything to change the situation that we face today well yeah it will in certain places where there isn't any wall because there's parts of the wall that have been uh, built in certain places like in el paso and other places in texas and 
there are other spots where you could literally drive a bus full of people through. And that is happening. My sources on the border in El Paso are telling me that they're literally driving bus fulls of people right into the country. And the people that live there, that have been raised there at the border, they're tired of saying this and trying to get somebody in the media to listen to them because they feel like nobody cares. Like, it just doesn't matter that this is happening. People have gotten so entrenched in their ideologies about whether or not they feel the wall is racist or politicizing the issue of immigration to the point where we can't look at facts. We can't uh, look at what's happening to Mexico right now in, Piedra, in Piedras Negras, where last night they rioted again. The caravan goers uh, lit their mattresses on fire. And there's there's women and children inside that are part of this caravan that are saying, would you please arrest these people and deport them and get them the hell, of a, hell out of here? You don't want this trash in your country. That's what's being said to Mexicans. We should be partnering with the Mexican people who are saying to the president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, please stop these caravans. Put more infrastructure into the southern border with Guatemala and stop these caravans com- from coming in. So why is he not doing that? Havoc. Why is he not doing that? Well, there wasn't a wall there. We don't, we, didn't, we don't have in Mexico in the southern border the kind of wall that we already have here in the United States. So they have catching up to do in Mexico. And obviously they're increasing their security as quickly as possible. So let me ask you this, because you've been talking to a lot of people that are on the border, they're down there, we're about as far from the southern border as you can get up here. And I think you bring up a very valid point. There's so much spin, um, unique coverage is the way I'll put it, where we're not really sure what to believe anymore. So for the people that you're talking to that are on the front lines, what's the most important thing that you've heard from them that you think the people up here in the northern part of the states need to know? Well, first of all, that the border wall would help, especially in those areas where people are literally just driving folks in. And you're not talking about just people coming in in those uh, vehicles. You're talking about drugs as well, and you're talking about human trafficking that's taking place. So securing our border is the friendliest thing that we can do to help Mexico with the problem they have. The second most important thing is that it is not fair for people that are coming in this caravan, many of whom, I will repeat, do not qualify for asylum and will have to be deported after we spend how many months housing them and keeping them in the country uh, until they have their asylum hearing. Many of them are being sent back to Mexico. This is creating a crisis for Mexico. And it is unfair that these American organizations like Al Otro Lado are advising people within this caravan to simply cross the border illegally and present themselves to authorities and say, I want to claim asylum, when they know full well most of them do not qualify. Chris, right now there are 400 people that are being deported back to their countries because they have criminal records. They don't qualify for asylum in Mexico. Wow. Last question for you, Cindy, and we can be brief here just because of time's sake, but as a Mexican-American or American-Mexican, however you want to label that, do you support building a wall? Well, we already have a wall. We need to finish it, and we're going to have to keep maintaining it. <laughs> Do you support finishing to... it? Let me ask it that way. <laughs> we, I support finishing the, the security on the border that we need to be good partners, to good neighbors, to Mexicans. We need to be 
uh, increasing our security the way that Mexico is increasing their security. Wow. Cindy Gomez-Sam, muchas gracias. We appreciate it very, very much. She's got a fantastic show, folks, on, on Facebook. She does it almost nightly. They're long but in-depth uh, investigative reporting about what's happening down there at the border. If you've got more interest in that. Cindy, thanks again. We look forward to having you back soon. Thank you.